What is up, you guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Height Vision Hoops podcast. It is me, your host, CRS, bringing you the latest news and analysis around the NBA, surrounding the NBA Finals as well. Game 4, LA, LA Miami, Doc Rivers landing in Philly as their new head coach. And who is my pick for Finals MVP of this series? Is it going to be LeBron? Is it going to be AD? We'll have to see because they're going to have to win the series first. But if it's from Miami, who are we going to pick? Is it going to be Jimmy Butler? Most likely. But if it's the Lakers winning, we're most likely going to see that be LeBron or AD. We're going to get more into that. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. At the start of this game, we seen Jimmy Butler in the first quarter go off. He went 5 for 5. You threw a couple of bodies at him looking at Dwight Howard. He scored early on. Dwight Howard couldn't do much. But obviously he's a center, so not going to expect him to lock down Jimmy Butler, but at least affect his shots at the rim, block his shots. In this case, Butler was able to drive in on Howard, get that easy lay and They threw Markeith Morris at him. Couldn't handle him either. Uh, Jimmy Butler was just hot in the first quarter going 5-5. Five for five. And on the other hand, you looked at a team... And the Lakers with their star, their main star, the king himself, LeBron James. With five turnovers in that first quarter, not really the best look. Miami does an incredible job of uh, forcing some of those turnovers, making the Lakers make some mistakes. Um, but in the end, looking at the rest of that first quarter, especially with that LeBron James dunk on, uh, well, not on Tyler Hero, but driving down on the fast break there, uh, Put a little bit of an elbow out, which got Tyler Hero to uh, fall off to the side. And I think that was something that gave the Lakers a lot of energy there. It just gave them some hope. It gave them some feelings for the rest of the game. And the game was tight. The game was really tight throughout. But LA's going to need those energy plays. They're going to need those fast break points. They're going to need to be active with their hands, get deflections, you know, get blocks. Get some quick rebounds to lead to an outlet pass because you have guys who can take the ball out on the floor. And this is their best strength. You have guys who can take the ball out on the floor and be able to make some plays on the offensive end. You have somebody like Ronda who can do it. You got somebody like LeBron who can do it. KCP here and there can do his own little thing. He can make his own plays if he's running the break. You got Caruso as well. And the reason why they're so effective is because you have great finishers on this team. And looking at a guy like... Rondo, we've seen him be successful in his career when he plays with somebody who's a, who's a finisher, who's a good finisher. Obviously, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was able to make those plays, make those layups, spot up from the mid-range, make some clutch shots. Rondo was effective at that. You saw him play with a team like the Sacramento Kings, who played well during that season. He had the Marcus Cousins on his team. Um, that season was really overlooked. But even in Chicago, they struggled throughout the season. But, you know, you pair them with a guy like Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade, who aren't shooters. Uh, it wasn't going to work out, but they did have a quick, uh, they did have an effective playoff run. That was very, very short-ended. Um, Rondo going out after going up against the Celtics 2-0 in that series, 2017 first round. And after that, once Rondo goes out, the, the, the sweep happens. The Celtics go on to win 4-2 after being down 2-0. So you can see the differences there and looking at a guy like Rondo in his career when he's able to play with some guys who can finish. LeBron, obviously, you know, Kuzma is making shots who can drive in, 
KCP can make shots and drive in. Danny Green sometimes makes his shots, although he's been cold throughout the bubble. And Rondo's really effective at that. And a guy like Caruso standing behind him at this point in Rondo's career, being the veteran that he is, he used to be Caruso. He used to be that young cat that was playing hard ball and playing some good ball for a team that has stars on it. And that's Caruso's role now, being that guy coming off the bench, playing that point guard role, being energetic. So a lot, you can see a lot of things going on here for the Lakers and you know, be, and them being able to go out on the break and have their finishers as LeBron, AD, Anthony Davis, like I said, uh, and then those guys who could shoot, KCP, Caruso's making shots, Markeith Morris is making shots. Uh, you have other finishers such as Dwight Howard that you can go into who can make those lobs, who can complete those lobs, excuse me. And this is just why this team is very well oiled. It's a very well oiled machine that they have going on. And looking at this game, when it comes to the Lakers, when they're active, when they have the energy, when they have players, uh, you know, like Rondo said to LeBron, you got to show better body language when a lot of these guys on the team, you know, these young guys are looking at you, Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuz. They're going to feel the same way when they know that, that you're the leader of the team. And when you have those poor body language moments, that has to change. And the Lakers do a great job. LeBron has done a great job of not letting that be a thing, at least for this year. You know, and especially Anthony Davis as well. Don't hang your head down. You hang your head down, it can create an effect. It can create a, a, a down effect. But this team doesn't do that. This team is different. And looking at Miami's side, you had Bam Adebayo come back, which I thought was crucial. I thought it was something that they needed. And looking at this game, just the Lakers almost the Lakers win this game, one one twelve to one oh six. Um, excuse me, I think it's uh, one oh two to ninety six. And them being able to win this game as 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 close as it was was very important and it makes me look at it makes me doing the down looking at Bam Adebayo coming back from that injury Jimmy Butler goes off in game three the Lakers end up losing that game LeBron walks off the court a little early everyone was making a big deal out of uh, deal about it Miami seemed like they were bringing that energy bringing that momentum towards their side and Bam was hitting good shots a lot of these guys were playing good today you have guys like Tyler Harrow Duncan Robinson, these guys played well. And that's what you need from your team. And Bam was hitting some good shots. He did some good things throughout the game. Didn't score over 20. But having his having him there, his presence, is something that the Miami Heat were going to need if they wanted to even be in this series or to even be close against the Lakers in this game. And when you look at the fact that the Miami Heat don't have their one of their top players in Goran Dragic, that's just something that you know, that, that that's something where you take a hit. It's like a punch in the stomach not having that kind of player on your team. And being in the fourth quarter after LeBron James, LeBron James hits that turnaround shot on Jimmy Butler. He had scored seven straight points. He had the and one. He made his free throws. They were 0-9 in their three-pointers until KCP hit that three-point shot. And then right after that follows it up with a, with a drive-in and makes the bucket the easy two points. To help the Lakers on the board. Looking at this. This is something that was obviously concerning. When you saw game one. Uh, the Lakers making all those shots. They played well. Uh, came back in game two. They played pretty well. 
they weren't able to maintain the same amount of three-point shots, that is something that we were worrying about. Are they going to be able to do that? Are you going to be able to make those three-point shots? Are you going to be able to be this dominant against the Miami Heat team, who obviously has a good defense, as they've shown? Are you going to be able to do that without making three point, that many three-point shots? And they made 14 today, but going 0 for 9 in the, third, in the fourth quarter in threes was just something that showed they could have easily have lost this game had they not created some of those energy and momentum plays. It was very close down the stretch. Miami played a great game. Looking at a guy like Jay Crowder, two for seven from three, I'm 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 concerned. I want him to be able to do some other things. Two for seven from three and two for seven from field goal range, and that just means all he did was shoot three points. Live by the three, die by the three. Jay Crowder was just a shooter today, and he made his shot. He made two, those two shots, which were impactful, who that meant something a bit. Show that the Lakers were able to uh, play off for that and see how they can gain their own momentum because every time Jay Crowder hit though one of those one one of his two of three pointers from the game, it seemed like Miami was going to go on and run there and continue to move on and take the lead or at least make it a bit close. You also saw Duncan Robinson with that bank board with that bank shot three pointer. Those are the kind of things that gives Miami the Miami Heat momentum. And they're not going to just easily go away. Lakers are up 3-1 now, but Miami's just not going to go away. They're going to try to get that 3-2 series. They're going to try to get a 3-3 following the next game if they were to win. But looking at Jimmy Butler, almost had a near triple-double in this game. Played well. And like I said, a lot of maybe the other guys have to figure out how to play in different uh, with different options in their offensive game. Obviously, Tyler Hero had a good game, like I said. I think he can possibly do a little more outside of focusing on three-point shots, which he does. He had that floater that went all the way up to the skyscraper, and it went in somehow. He had to shoot that over AD. Um, and But mostly Duncan Robinson here looking at him. He's a great, he's a great player, specialist. But some of these guys are going to need to figure out, or I would suggest that they should figure out, what are you going to do besides shooting that three-pointer? Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, these guys are so lethal because they can shoot three-pointers, but they can take you off the dribble as well, and they can get you with that part of their game. James Harden as well. And these listen, these guys are, are, are NBA stars, NBA Hall of Famers um, that I'm talking about here. And obviously Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, some young guys. Possibly be in the Hall of Fame one day. I would bet my money that they would be if they continue to play the way that they're doing, barring injury or whatnot. But they have potential, and these you know these guys are be- these guys are young. So looking at the mistakes that they can make, or looking at the mistakes that this Miami Heat team can make at times, it's not too much of a worry for them. They have these they have the time to make these mistakes and to move on and to get better from them. And then the guys on the Lakers team that you're looking at, a lot of the vets that they have, it's different. You know, these guys have been around. These guys understand the game. These guys shouldn't really have too many rooms from too many, too much room for mistakes. But with the Miami Heat, you can see you have them. I can see them having a good future if they continue continue to develop. Maybe get some other players on their roster to help them out. But I think with with their team, if they're able to continue to 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 play the way they play today. 
Try to get some more fast break points. Only have four fast break points during the game. Held the Lakers to only seven. And then they had 18 assists. And I think they should get that number up. They got out assisted by the Lakers 25 to 18. I think if Miami has about 20 assists per game, it sort of shows that they're doing something on that side. That's showing that they could flow really well because down the stretch in the fourth quarter, it was a bit hard for them to figure it out and have somebody who can just score or get a play here and there. It takes a lot of movement, ball movement, and a lot of team play for this Miami Heat team to thrive down the stretch, which is which is a positive in its own, but can prove to be a negative when it comes to playing a team like the Lakers, who are just too much to handle. Also, I want to see more from Kendrick Nunn. He played great in that game against the against the Lakers when he came in before, but I think he needs to do a bit more. And he hasn't played a lot throughout the playoffs. He's a young he's a young player as well, so then there's there's always that time for improvement. But I think if he can play well in Game Five, if he can do more and the and the Heat can play the same that they played today, except with more flowing, a better flowing offense, I think you can see Kendrick Nunn have a beneficial role in Game Five. Because I didn't feel like he had the best play calls today. I think a lot of the plays that he was um, in control of the ball, dribbling the ball, trying to get in, he got blocked by, I believe it was AD at that one point. It sort of put the cap on the way that the game that he was sort of having. And I think if he's able to play more aggressive and to play more confidently, and if he's able to knock down a couple shots and to gain that rhythm and momentum, it changes a lot for Miami. Because they, it seems like they're really not playing with a true point guard here. You have Jimmy Butler, who's doing a lot of the work. He had uh, nine assists today in Game 4. And he was just a shy of a triple-double with, with, with an assist or two there. So if he's able to do that, if he's able to bring that energy, it, you, might, you may need to take some of that load off of Jimmy Butler when it comes to uh, the faci- facilitator role. Because on the other end, you have LeBron and AD. They're helping set up others. Whether or not LeBron's passing and to a pass to an, uh, a shot, which would make that an assist. Um, whether it's AD doing the same thing, coming down the floor. These two guys, this is the difference between the stars that, that Lakers have and my, the Miami Heat team that's a well-oiled machine. That's more balanced and spread out without two legit stars on their team. When you look at L.A., like you say, you have LeBron and A.D., aside from just passing and getting an assist, you have LeBron joining double teams, even triple teams. If you look at if you watch the game, you rewatch the game, pause it at certain points. You had Tyler Hero, Iguodala, Jay Crowder focusing on LeBron when he had the ball out in the mid-range area. And that, what do you have there? You have other guys. You have four other guys on the floor. You have Anthony Davis who had somebody watching him. But that's going to open up the spacing, especially when you have a guy like Rondo on the floor. LeBron passes it out. Rondo can get a pick, move it around, drives in, or he lobs it up to Anthony Davis. Because those guys are drawing towards LeBron, getting a double team on him, you pause the game at a certain point, you can see four, four, four players with their eyes straight on LeBron. They're going to say, all right, we focus on that. We're going to try to slow him down. But he's an incredible passer. It happened on that KCP play on the in the fourth quarter. 
LeBron's driving down, draws three defenders on the fast break, kicks it out to, to, to KCP. KCP makes the shot. And that was the game changer right there. That was the, that was the difference, like I said earlier. The Lakers were 0-9 in the fourth quarter before KCP hits that shot. LeBron hit a, tried to throw up a couple threes, didn't, didn't land for him. But the fact that he was able to figure, he didn't have to pass it out to KCP. But he was able to figure it out and say, I'm going to pass it to KCP in this corner. He could have went straight into the hole, gotten a foul possibly. And a lot of the times it looks like LeBron does get fouled, but we don't see him go to the line. And he does get some foul calls. But I do think that sometimes they, refs can call some of those fouls for him. Either way, LeBron gets to the line today in the fourth quarter and makes all his shots. And he made the right play in this in this regard. If KCP misses this... It reminds me the same of Kyle Cora in the 2017 Finals. Pass it out to the corner late in the game when it was needed. But then looking at it, you see KCP hits the shot. And it helps the Lakers. It gives them that momentum. It gives them a great momentum. And right after that, right after that play, you see how the entire team starts to do their own thing. And this is what... A lot of LeBron teams, oh, you always see LeBron doing the most. Like the 2018 playoffs. We can't always expect him to be like that if he's going to have some good players on his team, such as AD and all of them. That KCP basket drive, he goes through. He's. It looks like he's. he draws a defender. Of, uh, um, he has a defender on him, and he has Bam Adebayo looking at him. Again, he's flat-footed Adebayo. And he says, okay, AD's behind me. KCP drives in. He has Duncan Robinson on him. Normally, Bam Adebayo would jump up, block that shot, but he can't because you have AD right behind him, and he can go up for that lob like the Lakers do all the time. And then looking at Rondo's pick-and-roll offense, it was just fundamental. Drawing defense on Anthony Davis, he confuses he confuses Bam Adebayo on that play, and they attacked him and late in the game. Rondo goes in, draws the defense on AD. Adebayo says, okay, Rondo may make this play. But then Rondo goes in, makes his own layup, puts the Lakers up by six. Puts the Lakers up by six there. And, you know, seeing that, it just shows us that the team that the Lakers have, the way they were built when Magic Johnson got Rondo, got some of these guys, and Rob Palinka, and they pick up Dwight Howard. These guys understand how to play the game of basketball because when it comes down to plays like this, this is what's beneficial for you. Guys who understand the game, the experience in the LA Lakers was just something that Miami doesn't have. They have some great players, some good young players, but they just didn't have enough there in the experience department. And it goes to show you that they're learning. They have some vets, but it's going to come down to the players making these plays in crunch time. And the Lakers have those guys. The Lakers have all of that. KCP's my X factor for this game. Uh, and once again, the Lakers 55, 55 and 0 when they were leading in, into the fourth quarter at the start this season. They haven't lost a game when leading at the start of the fourth quarter. LeBron, too, a great accomplishment. He now has 24 finals games with at least 25 points, 10 rebounds. That's the most all-time, passing Elgin Baylor. Um, but for the finalization here, when it comes to Miami... You know, you have Butler and Hero. These two, these are two guys that I see that they can get a shot on their own. Hero, obviously, still young, still making some good three-point shots, uh, making some plays driving in. But we're going to need Miami to have more, more players who can do that for them.
A guy like Deion Waiters, if he had been healthy, would have been probably okay and decent for Miami in this part in this part of the in this part of the year. If they're able to have a guy who can just you know score, come off the bench, let me get a bucket. I need, it's the third quarter. We're down by four. Uh, LeBron just hit a three pointer. They're looking like they have the craziest momentum. Anthony Davis, you know, can make a defensive play, which leads to a which leads to an outlet pass, which goes to a, a lob off the backboard or something, and boom, you gotta call a timeout. When it's the third quarter and that's a situation like that, what are you gonna do? You need somebody who can go out and score, and you have Butler, who can do that. Butler's just a straight dog, great player. He can do that kind of thing, but we can't have everything laying on him, as we've seen this in the past. And it doesn't really work well for everyone who's just playing by themselves or doing everything that they can to help their team to a victory. Just like LeBron in 2015 going up against the Golden State Warriors. We've seen this, especially in 2018 as well. Not going to win with just one guy when you're playing a great team. you got to have the others do their roles and play phenomenal games down the stretch. With that being said... Let's take a quick look at the Philadelphia 76ers here. Hiring Doc Rivers, uh, something that I think was is great for them, a uh, good decision. Because when I heard about Mike D'Antoni, I started to question what was going on. Mike D'Antoni didn't seem like the best fit for this team. You have a guy like Joel Embiid, who's a big, and he's the best player on the team, arguably. And... Mike D'Antoni just came off of a year where he went full on in small ball when it comes to um, when it came to the Rockets. You know, he went full on. They fully invested in small ball. Their center was P.J. Tucker, who was six seven. Ben Simmons, not a shooter, not that kind of offensive player that we've seen uh, with Mike D'Antoni's track record as a coach. Do we think that would be beneficial? I don't think that would be beneficial. I didn't think at all. So this hiring in Doc Rivers is something that um, was possibly over long due with only an hour into Rivers being a free agent, to say the least. Because, listen, giving a guy like Doc Rivers somebody that you would need, you know that he can handle guys. You know that he can play. Uh, excuse me. You know that he can coach well when it comes to having stars on this team. Um Obviously, everything that happened with the Clippers this year was a tragedy for them. But when I look down into it, this team, they look tired. They look fatigued. fatigued. Apparently, they, were, they couldn't play more than three-minute stints at the, at the end of that Nuggets series there. You just had guys like Jamal Murray and the rest of the Nuggets bench and their energy and their lineup there. That was just too much for the Clippers. The Clippers didn't seem to be as energetic as they needed to be. And that's what you're seeing from this Laker team. That's what we wanted to see from the Clippers. But they just couldn't handle it. And it was just too much for them. And you can, I can really argue the, 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 the statement here where if Paul George was the regular Paul George that we've known from the past, he, I don't see this Clipper team losing that series to the Nuggets. It's just it's plain and simple like that. So sometimes it's going to come down to the players. Are you going to be able to perform? And I don't think... This was the year that the Clippers were going to have it all lined up for them. And Doc Rivers, obviously one of the guys that we look at. Are we going to blame him? Is he the reason that the Clippers lost? What's the deal? Is he, you know, this is the third time he's blown a 3-1 lead. He's blown 3-2 leads in the past as a coach as well. But I think that Doc Rivers brings something that the players can respect, especially in a, in a, in a, in a team like the, the Sixers who 
really didn't have the best exit, who I think are susceptible to uh, locker room drama and a lot of bad things and negative things going on behind the scenes when it comes to staff and players and their momentum and egos and all of that stuff. And Listen, not saying that Brett Brown couldn't handle that, but I think anything that was to happen in the future for the Sixers it may have, it may it may have came crumbling down. There's a lot of people who say just blow it up, just send a trade, trade everybody, trade Simmons, trade Embiid, and is it gonna work? This and that. So that this team is obviously susceptible to that kind of damage. Not saying that it happened or it will happen, but this is a team that I think needs some sort of guidance in that regard, which would be Doc Rivers in my best interest as a as a candidate if I'm if I'm the Sixers. And I think that he's somebody that can come in and help that culture and help that cause. And obviously, it wasn't the same sometimes with those the the Clipper team and and with with Lob City. There was some things going on behind the scenes that didn't work out. Uh, even in Boston, there was some issues there when Rondo was when you know Rondo had gotten to, gone into his outbursts and stuff. But it was always a brotherhood, and you know those guys all love each other to this day when it comes to that Boston Big Three and the rest of the team. Those guys have stayed close and they stayed in touch, and they've just stayed, uh, you know, really friendly with one another aside from the Ray Allen drama. Um, the Lob City Clippers had some issues going on there, and even something's going on now with the Clippers in the locker room, but from what we've heard, it's mostly been against Paul George and their ability to not feel comfortable around Paul George, you know, with his speech, we're having players, you know, looking at him, giving eye rolls, not believing in anything he says. And that's warranted because the entire year the Clippers were supposed to be that team, the dogs, the team that was going to take it all. And they weren't. It was too much reliance on their stars, Kawhi and George, and they couldn't come through when it was needed. Because when the Lakers are playing, and that's a comparison, this is a comparison I need, I could, I could end it with. The Lakers have their two guys who you can trust who will come in and do their thing. And the Clippers just didn't have the, that same momentum in their stars. And I think when it comes to Doc Rivers, it looked like throughout the year he was doing a great job. But then obviously in the end here, it just changes and it's all different. Now we don't know who to blame. And I think we I can't be so I can't be so sure, but we'll see how the season goes for Doc Rivers and the Sixers next year. Got to trade up some of that roster and get some shooting. Compliment Ben Simmons' game. Compliment Embiid's game. What is that? Get shooters. They don't have enough. And you're going to need Tobias Harris to be that same player that he was on the Clippers. That's what they expected. They didn't get it from him, but it's going to be what they're needing at least to be successful. And who do you have? The coach from the Clippers from that year, who's Doc Rivers. So we'll see how this goes. I think Doc Rivers is a great addition for Philly. And I think if that roster can be turned around, they can be in the Eastern Conference Finals next year. And last but not least, my Finals MVP pick. I think the Lakers, I'm going to take the Lakers to win this series in five. Um, if they lose the next game, if there's any possibility that Dragic comes back, I can say maybe six for, for, my, for the Lakers. I think they'll take it in six if, the, if Miami is to win next game. Uh, the Lakers have yet to lose two games in the playoff in in a in a in, one, in a single round this this play, this postseason, so we'll see if Miami is the team to do that. 
you're going to need a good game from Jimmy. You're going to need a good game from Bam. You're definitely going to need a good game from the three-point three line. So looking at this, um, in my you know in, in my prediction of the Lakers winning, which I think they will with a 3-1 lead at this point, I'm looking at the finals MVP to be a real toss-up here. Anthony Davis has been playing exceptional. He's been playing very well. He's shooting above... I believe 60% from the field in this series and um, just playing well all around, getting blocks, playing playing amazing defense that he played on Butler today to slow him down in the end, uh, down the stretch there. But, you know, there's just so much that Anthony Davis does for this team. And I think when you see, look at LeBron, on the other hand, he really sets up Anthony Davis a lot. And a lot of his, uh, listen, LeBron throughout the season even said Anthony Davis is the focal point. He's the guy. He's the scorer for this team. LeBron's playing that point guard role, but he sets him up a lot. He does a lot of good things for AD. So my pick would have, I would have to pick LeBron in this case. A lot of people are going to think it's just LeBron. Oh, people want to pick LeBron for the narrative. But I just look at this series and I, LeBron's value is just, it's just something that we can't forget about. I think if AD was not to play in one of these games, I would see. I would imagine LeBron being the primary scorer for the team and taking that a different step in the game, starting in the first quarter, not setting up as many guys, not focusing as a point guard, but more or less being a scorer. And I don't think we can say that if we were to reverse it and you have just Anthony Davis without LeBron on the team. I think with AD, he's more of a scorer, more of a finisher, more of a defensive guy. But LeBron does almost all of that. Not as good as Anthony Davis, but he makes up for it in being that point guard and facilitator for the team. So my pick would be LeBron. And if Miami comes back from a 3-1 deficit, we don't know who's going to be the best player. It could be Bam Adebayo who comes out and drops 30 a game and we'll say, wow, look how he comes back from that injury. That's finals MVP right there. But I would have to say it'd be Jimmy for Miami. Thank you for tuning into my episode and listening. Makes me real happy to know that there's people out there listening to what I got to say and are interested in what I have to say about basketball and all that. So thank you very much for listening. CRSC, I'm real excited for everything that's going on in the finals and in the NBA. Free agency should be insane. We should see if the Lakers can close us out and win their championship this Friday coming. But thank you. Thank you for tuning in. CRS here, signing out.